Good morning. Welcome to the See Where It Goes podcast. Good morning. With Bri- Brian and Bridget Ralph. Would you like to sing the, sing the intro song? Oh my gosh. No, I, I totally the forgot instru- the about. I moved the instrument. No, no, it's in his room. Oh. What is it? We've spared no expense in our productions here. At, uh, it's the See Where It Goes podcast. I'm not I'm not in the singing mood this no, morning. Okay. Today's episode is called From Paris Court to Palestine. How a Dublin cult influenced American evangelicalism and foreign policy. Okay, but that's going to be in part two. That, which is today. Of, well, no. It's going to be the second half of today. Oh, the first half being... Because the first half you wanted me to share, correct? Oh, I think that I think the first half and the... I think the first and the second half fit into this title. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true, because this is still the cult. Yeah. This is still the cult theology that right. I'm going to talk exactly, about. exactly, yeah. Now, listen, if you're a new a new visitor and you're expecting high production, well, you're not going to get it. So That's right. And here's why, because we're busy. we got other things to do, and we do this. This isn't our full-time gig. We, 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 we prepared more than normal. We probably spent five minutes preparing for this one. Actually, is... I spent several. I spent oh, hours I'm sorry, I'm sorry. preparing okay. for this Don't hang week. up yet. I've actually, I'm sorry, I meant today writing it down, but I've actually re- oh, been reading a book all week that's that's hours long, right. 17 hours okay. of a book. So yeah, so we did do our homework, but when it comes to production value, here, this is just completely broken down. Yes. And um, yeah, because it's okay. fun to have a forum to talk it is. Now listen, about um, things. How was your week? Um, well, I had a really good week. I worked out a few times. I, you know, did my whole gardening Said it was going to rain all week, but we actually had a couple of really beautiful sunny days. And, um, yeah, it was great. I mean, I read a lot this week, and I learned a lot of new things I didn't know before. So, yeah, I think it was a very, very productive week. And I lost a couple more pounds, so pretty Um, proud of that. What about your week? Uh, lost a couple of pounds too because I'm well. I've, I've cheated more than you have, right? You're, yeah. You're very proud of you. Went to a party last Saturday, mm-hmm. and you stuck to your guns. That's right. You did it so well that I thought, well, I'm gonna just make you the designated driver. Yeah. I didn't I drink drank, that much, but I did. I drank I, water and I ate. Yeah. I only ate the protein. How did you feel? That was and the, the beans. first. No, it was the second party we've been to, where we were around. To me, it was the second party I've been to in a year, over a year, where you're meeting strangers and you're doing you're trying to do small talk Mm -hmm. i felt really out of practice i don't know if i felt out of practice i was kind of tired yeah so and then when you don't usually like in a social setting sometimes you have alcohol right and that kind of gives you like a little social inhibition you kind of it loosens you up a little bit and i didn't have that added advantage yeah but and coupled with the fact that I was tired, I still had a really good time. Yeah. I didn't really necessarily feel out of practice. Um, I think it's nice to see everyone's faces. It was, wasn't it? And to be sitting next to people, and because we were outside, you know, and yeah. nearly a lot, a lot of the people there I knew were vaccinated. Yeah. Too, so it felt like a pretty safe environment, and there were a bunch of friendly people. They were, wasn't there? Yeah, it was fun. Wasn't there? That's my southern. You know, I said y'all to someone there recently. Oh, you did? Which just means my southern. I'm getting southernized. I still say you guys, but I also say y'all hey, a lot. Hey, guys. Because I actually hey. like both. Yeah. So. I did like both. Well, now, now that I said before we hit record that let's let's not spend too much time on, on the week. And now I feel like I, I, I want to. That's okay. Stopped. We can jump right in because it's complicated. Well, no, complicated. no. I got the opposite. Actually, I had some stuff I wanted to talk about. but We'll go for it. Well, I, I have this collaborative workspace I joined for, it's like $50 a month, and it's downtown, and you, you, you rent the spot, and you get free Wi-Fi and coffee, but you work with other people mm-hmm. who work, they do their own thing, right? It's, uh-huh. a, it's, it's been around a while, but it's called Geekdom, and I've, uh, you can rent a conference room, and I've really enjoyed that, getting away for the day and mm-hmm. just um, being out again, and work. Like, yeah. I can concentrate better. So it's been like, an, it's a night, until we open the offices... It's a nice stepping stone to mm-hmm. get back out there. How many people are there? Uh, not that many. I mean, um, there used to be loads, but they, they, they changed it for COVID, and you have desks with kind of shields around them. Oh, okay. And you have to take a te- you take a temperature before you go in, and mm-hmm. and they want they, they mandate weekly tests, which they pay for. 
Down, and they, you do that downstairs. You just walk in and do it. Oh, okay. So I could get tested every week if I wanted to, which wouldn't be bad. You don't have to get tested to I don't. be there. No. Oh, okay. No, oh, I, you do if you're vaccinated. You don't. Oh, okay. And if you're, uh, yeah. So, but it's just been. I, I also had a little uh, work-related um, gathering yesterday. I gathered five people together, four people. Uh huh. And that was really fun too. It was a good workshop. We mm-hmm. had fun, but just to be together. I've been working with these people digi- yeah. digitally for the most part for a year. I've had short meetings. I've had. I've met. Met one of them. I've met a few times mm-hmm. down it because he's at Geekum too. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was good. So, um, well, I guess that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Well, oh. so people are saying how. I think, you know, I've heard a lot the past year that people are going to be so in love with working at home, that they're yeah. going to stay at home. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't think... And then there yeah. are some people who are who want to, like, homeschool full-time now. Now, this is yeah. not true of every family, right, obviously. Right, right. But you feel... Yeah. You have the feeling, you were sharing with me, that you feel like you do want to return. I do. Like, you... Yeah. What is it about returning that you like or what's um, the downsides that you found of being at home it's just um, there's something mentally when you when you get out of the house and you are are, are you like the whole i don't like I, I get on the scooter i go downtown and then i go out to lunch with someone have coffee with someone it's just meeting people and strangers and get building relationships again and and of course the unique part of that is i'm 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 connecting with people that i don't um I don't work with you know but mm-hmm. um what, what do i like about it it's just uh it's more efficient like yesterday's session was in person was just so we were sh- the, the amount of information sharing happening mm-hmm. in that section of just conversation over tacos mm-hmm. and coffee was amazing and it's information that should have been shared between those people but it just wasn't and it wasn't because we're just not together and so you feel like over zoom what is it about Zoom that kind of like kept you from sharing? Because or all the, yeah yeah all of you guys sharing what you, what needed to be shared. Because with Zoom, you have to set up the call, and you assume you know who needs to be in the room, and you assume you go into that space uh, uh, with an agenda of what you need to share or do. Whereas when you're just together as people having uh-huh. coffee, there's no agenda. You're just we're just talking in an open space. And, so you um, couldn't have set up an agenda with an open space you, on you, Zoom? I guess you could have, yeah. But you never think, you wouldn't just, there's just something about when we're together, we just, we talk. It's a different dynamic. We get to know each other. We It's a different dynamic. There's just, you get to know each other, you're just sharing things. There's a faster movement of information. Yeah. Whereas in Zoom, you're cutting each other off, you're on mute, you're half there. It's just, yeah. um, so I think it's been a good experiment. I think what you could do is, uh, and I think a blend would be good. So like I, I would be up for going to work in the office Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Thursday. And then maybe you have no meeting Friday and it's heads down work or you have some meetings, but you do heads down work at home. So if it's heads down work, do you know that term? We, we, Does that mean focus? It just means focus work where yeah. I just need to put this PowerPoint together or right. arrange this thing. Um, but it's, um, and there's just nothing like building a relationship over food and um, coffee and chatting and being mm-hmm. silly together. Well, plus you can't like hide. If you're in your room by yourself and yeah. you're on a Zoom call, yeah. You the pressure to speak isn't there as much because no one's sitting there watching you be like a stone. Right. I mean, they're seeing your face, yeah. but or maybe they have their camera off. Yeah. You know, so it's more... Yeah. I don't know. You can hide more probably so when I was, I was telling you earlier uh, before the meeting even officially started mm-hmm. I walked in on a conversation and it's and my first thought was this meeting's a success what just yeah. happened there naturally is the whole reason mm-hmm. I wanted these guys to come together yeah and they got there on their own without me yeah and that was felt really good and, and what I loved about it was I sat outside on Tuesday night and it said I just felt conviction I need to pull these guys together and then I'll come up with an agenda right but I knew just having them together in the room was going to yeah. be... And then, I, you know, yeah, it's lovely when you... I mean, I don't know. It's nice when you just kind of... You go with your gut on something and it's it's painful to pull people together and to explain why. And yeah. then you do it. And then, and then you're, you were right. Your gut, your gut mm-hmm. was telling you, do this. Yeah. And it might you may not be able to explain it. Right. You may not be able to sell it well, but just do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Well, well thanks cool. for asking. Well, I'm glad that was successful. It was, yeah. And we did... Oh, never mind. Yeah. No, no. That's good. That's good enough for now. Okay, so in today's episode, uh, what are we coming up on? We got a few more seconds. Coming up on 10 minutes here. It's fine. We can go right into it if you want. 
Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about? Uh, what are we talking about today, Bridges? Well, I'm going to try and. Well, first, I just want to say we're going to talk about this Israel Palestine thing again this week. And we just want to say to the listeners that we are not pro either side of this of Israel or Palestine. Right. We're, we're pro not, both. Yeah, we're pro we're both, pro-life actually. On both sides. You know, exactly. We are because no I said this last too. week in the podcast that I think this is the problem of religion and mythology and the mythologies that both of these groups of people hold these uh these belief systems have rooted them so deeply in what they believe that they cannot reconcile they can't have reconciliation and they can't relinquish what they both feel they have a right to and um, so I did a lot of homework this week. You had recommended a book to me called Whose Land, Whose Promise, which talks about the land itself and the history and what's going on the ground there. Um, and I haven't finished the book, but I've read probably uh, two thirds of it. Um, I also watched a documentary called Gaza, and uh, which was made a couple years ago. And it was very interesting to see the settlements in Gaza, what they look like, how poorly they live. It's, it's, it's a war-torn war place. They're basically living in isolation, cut off from the entire world, basically. And they can't, there's no future for, uh, for the Palestinians, for the youth. Um, it's a very sad situation. So I recommend watching that documentary so that you see firsthand what's going on there. Um, and then I also did some other homework on, uh, you know, the evangelical movement, uh, the Christian evangelicals who are a large part of the Republican Party and how their agendas shape uh, policy. So... And then I did some research on Ishmael and Isaac and the history. Okay, and I'm just going to go into that. What I want to say is this, to me, this is a story of a broken family and, and of a dysfunctional family. And basically, you know, Ish, we forget that Ishmael and Isaac were brothers. And they never got to know one another. And you uh, and these were Abraham's two sons. Yes, you're Abraham's two sons. He's the patriarch of yeah. Judaism, three, three, yeah. Islam. And Christianity. Yeah, and uh, the, just, just a quick review. So yes. uh, uh, Ishmael is the firstborn, but it's through yes. his maidservant Hagar. Yes. Isaac comes through Sarah, his wife, which, which yes. according to the uh, the t- t- uh, the Torah, Tanakh, whatever, it's um, it's um, Book of Genesis. It's this. He's the son of the promise that God right said. And, yeah, this promise that we're supposed to believe really happened. Yeah. You know, and so. So basically, you have in the Bible, you know, Isaac is supposedly the favorite, the the favored son of the promise. He's the one that supposedly is offered on the altar, and then God spares him and provides another sacrifice. Which Christianity comes through that whole line of thinking that Jesus is coming through that line, and that a sacrifice has to be made, which would come to be Christ Himself. Um, and that's where you get the promise that. Abraham is given that your descendants will receive this land, but there are people living on that land. When it goes to be taken over, you have many tribes that are living on that land. Uh, These tribes are the descendants. They're the original Arab people, which descend from Yemen. Those are the original Arabs. The original uh, people of, of Palestine area? Yes, oh. all the Arab state, all the Arab... Came from Yemen. Came from Yemen. Okay. Those are the original Arabs. Yeah. Okay, so basically they go in, they conquer these people. Basically God says you can wipe them out, like you get to kill them. Mm. And that's what they do. And then uh, Christianity and Judaism say, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't like a Holocaust or anything because we only burned down like three cities and we did it really wasn't a full genocide so it's basically like they justify it and say well it really wasn't that bad you know plus scripture says 
that we can have it. Like God literally says, number one, this land is mine. Mm. No one owns this land on the earth. I own it. Therefore, you are an alien on the earth. You are a tenant on the earth. And I say to you that I'm going to let you take this particular section of land, even though there's already people living on it. I want you to go in there and wipe them out, which is what happens. Those people that they drove out and wiped out are the original Arabs. Okay, now let's go to Ishmael. Okay, now what happens is Ishmael is born first to the maidservant. Sarah gets jealous. She gets cast out, but it's different in the Quran. The story in the Quran is that Abraham, you know, he gets her pregnant. Then he takes her, God tells him to take her to this abandoned place, which is where Mecca is today, Mm. where the Kaaba is. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Take her there and leave her. So again, what a weird thing that this is told by a deity to abandon a woman and her child. But anyway, that's what he does. He goes so he, in a, either either way, either Genesis or or, and I don't know if the uh, Quran has um a, a, has a Genesis book, but there's a parallel story. Either way, they're very parallel. Either way, she's being dumped off. Right. So she. But the difference is, uh, at least he drops her off. He's, right. He goes. They, they send her packing. Right. Genesis, but at least in this way, he, he at least brings her down. Where he right. brings her down to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he brings her to, let me look well, at my notes. He brings her where Mecca is. Okay, so right it would now. be Saudi today. Yeah, so he brings her there and he uh, leaves her and then she runs out of water. Yeah. And so she keeps going to these two separate points up in the mountains and looking to see if any passing caravans are coming through. Yeah. Because she needs water. And finally a caravan stops and they, uh, well, no, she finally gets water. It's like a miracle from God. And it's called Zemzem, which means, uh, I forget what Zemzem means, but basically it's like never-ending water supply. It's like right. a well. Okay. This caravan comes through, and they're from Yemen. They're yeah. the original Arabs. And uh, they want some water. And she says, no. She goes, well, you can have the water, but it has. this is my water. Like, mm. she claims ownership on this spot okay and um so basically and these people stay there that's where ishmael learns to speak arabic okay is from these people Mm. and then and according to their story abraham keeps coming back to see them so he'll be gone for a while and then he'll come back okay and he helps abraham helps ishmael build the Kaaba, that square. I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know, but it was miraculously built. It's in the center of Mecca. It's it's the pilgrimage yeah. that Muslims go men go to. Okay, Zamzam, right? Okay, so here's the other thing. They believe that Ishmael was the one sacrificed by Abraham on the altar because in Genesis it says I'll forget the scripture, but it says that it says to take your only son. Mm. And it says he took his only son. Ishmael in that case. So it would have been Ishmael. Because in order to be your only son, either the Bible is lying. Yeah. Because Abraham had two sons. At this point he did? Well, the Quran says that, okay, the Quran says that, or Islam claims that Isaac had not been born yet. Okay. No, but that, that could Ishmael, be, so, so Ishmael was a teenager, I think, when Isaac was born. Yeah, but so that scripture in, in the Bible yeah. says that basically, um, let's see, where is my notes? Anyway, so basically says that it was Ishmael because Abraham says, I'm going to take my only son yeah. to sacrifice. Or he's completely forgotten about Ishmael, so much so that he only refers to having one son. So there's a debate between these two traditions. Yeah. Um, So basically, here you have these two groups, the the, uh, P3 
people of Israel who claim this is our land because God said we could have it, full stop. Mm. There's no way arguing around that. God said we could have it and live on it. You cannot argue with us. Then you have the descendants of Ishmael, the Arab, the Arab nations, which Palestine is a descendant of. Uh, and again, we were there first. These are our holy places, Jerusalem, because you have Muhammad, right? Muhammad then, he flies on a winged horse from Mecca to Jerusalem. And I forget what actually happens there, but that's why Jerusalem oh, is a holy oh, oh, place. Oh, oh, I don't know. So he goes from? From Mecca. He lands in Jerusalem. Yes, he lands. And where he lands in... is Temple Mount. Yes. Okay, I got that reversed. Okay, so now not only are our descendants from there, yeah, but we also have a holy claim. Who's we? The Muslims, you're saying? Yeah. The we, okay. Yeah, the Muslims. So again, you have a religion, a mythology, a teaching, and a claim yeah. of ancestry and being there first. Mm. You know, that that's our land. We get to have it too. Okay? Full stop. It's a pity he didn't land in like Kos, the Greek island of Kos or somewhere close. Yeah, I mean... No offense if you're a Muslim listening, but likewise, it's a pity Abraham didn't pick something down the street. And right. Can't, like in the words of Rodney King. Can we all just get along? Well, let's, right. Let's go over here. I'll go over to Kos. You go over to Italy. And we'll all... Okay, go ahead. Well, so what you have basically is you have these... These were brothers. They're family. They don't get to know one another because Abraham... Ishmael and Isaac. Is Ishmael and Isaac. The stepbrother. Yeah, yeah. You... They don't get Who's to sad? know... Right, because Abraham and Sarah were messed up people, and they thought, I guess, they truly, I guess, really believed they were hearing from God, right? Yeah. And what they were doing was right. But in our today's world, we know that separating families never works out. Right. And, and, and casting did. someone out yeah. of your family. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Yeah, it's very... Well, it's, it's beyond that, isn't it? Yeah, it's hurtful. Right. And it's uh, it's dysfunctional. And usually when you have a situation like that in a family, it never turns out that well. Yeah. And yeah. then you and, have... And, and it hasn't. <laughs> yeah, and it hasn't. And then you add religion into the picture. Yeah. Where people hold on so tightly to what they believe. Yeah. And you cannot argue with someone... Um, about if God says something is mine. Yeah. You know? And we just have to take the Bible's word for it. Okay? And then... I was going to say something else. I forgot. Anyway, then you have the Christians stroll in um, on the coattails of Judaism. Right. Thinking that Jesus is coming through the line of Abraham, because that's well, what well, the Bible of says. Of Isaac, specifically. Of Isaac, sorry. Not the Savior that wasn't coming through the line of the illegitimate kid, Ishmael. Exactly. I, I say illegitimate with inverted commas, quotation right. marks. Okay, so then Jesus comes because they believe they that the, being, the Christians yeah. believe then. In other words, poo-poo to Islam. Poo-poo to Judaism. You both got it wrong. Yeah. We are finally... Here's the other fucked up thing, Brian. Yeah. God's going to wait all this time to finally give everyone the truth. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, or the Joseph full Smith. truth. Joseph Smith in Utah finally got it. Oh, Joseph Smith finally yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, finally got oh, it. Oh, I forget. Yeah, because yeah, someone's yeah. always still the, getting the Jesus, truth, aren't Jesus they? Jesus went now from... He went up in the clouds in Palestine, and then he came back down in Utah or in the Native American tribes oh, in 18, 1820. Wow. That's fascinating. Oh, maybe I got that. I'm being a little... Okay. You're being facetious. That's the word. Back to yes, you. Back to you. Facetious. Back to you in sports. Yes. So basically then the Christians who were supposed to be people of reconciliation, yeah. forgiveness, yeah. wanting everyone in the world to be saved, yeah. they come in and they're like, they read the Bible and they take it very literally. Not okay, all okay. of them. Got to stop you there. I said, I said on not all of them. Okay, what you, were you, you going to comment on? Oh, because I always, I always, 
pull the brake on when you say Christians. Right. And the Mostly Christians you're talking about, evangelicals. I'll, be, I'll be getting to this week or next week. Yeah. Of, of who's doing that interpretation you're talking about, but continue. Right. So there is a segment of evangelical Christian Christianity. Yeah, a large, large segment. A large segment. And they make up a very prominent role in the Republican Party. Yeah. And they read the Bible literally. Right. Okay. So when they look at the story of Israel and Ishmael, they see it as that um, Isaac yeah. is the one who... Um, that story is the good story in the Bible. Yeah. And that we always have to be pro-Israel because God said to the Israelites, he said, I will favor everyone who favors you and I will punish everyone who punishes you. So basically they interpret that in a lot of other scriptures to say, we will always favor Israel because if we don't, we are going to get punished for it. Yeah. Plus, Jesus is going to come back and set up his new kingdom there. And then he's going to destroy everyone else in the world, especially the Muslims, because they saw they have no zero compassion for Ishmael. None. Yeah. Because they're like so Ishmael they, Christians, yes. evangelical Christians. Yeah, sorry for the rest a, of your following. This because one. a lot of Christians are Calvinists. About half of them, maybe. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, in the States, a lot of them are. Yeah, that's so a whole other thing. But it's a whole other thing. It basically thing. means that God structures everything to work. He, he makes things work the way he wants them to work. Even if it's a horrible thing, it was still in his plan to do it. And he decided to not save Ishmael and not save the Muslim people. It's his will that they go yeah. to hell. Yeah. So and then is, it's yes, his yes. will... Yeah. That the Jews are favored mm. and his will that the Christians are saved. And again, think of this. Your God willed it so that an entire entire generations of Muslims die and perish in hell for eternity. Because this is the theology. The elect. Because they're not part of the elect. And we can talk about that some other time. I made a note because that's an important piece that okay. we're missing. So now because Christians see Israel as their ally, they, uh, probably in the 60s and the 70s, they began to infiltrate the Republican Party in a very serious way. They want to elect uh, Christian leaders who are anti-LGBTQ, who are pro-life, and who are pro-Israel. And we could go into a whole discussion on that. but And it doesn't matter which Republican president is in there. They will be influenced by these people. And in the last administration, two key figures were Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence. These are both two Christian men in the Republican Party who had Trump's ear. And also his spiritual advisor, Paula, what's her name? Paula uh, Lunatic White. Yeah, Paula White. Yeah. And these are all people who side with the Zionist movement, Christian Zionism. Yeah. Which basically mean that which which basically that's how they got Trump to switch the capital from Tel Aviv to back to Jerusalem. Because he fulfilled and they believe that oh Trump fulfilled this biblical prophecy by doing this. Um, and then also they were key in getting, uh, getting him to kill one of the major uh, Iranian leaders. Um, and so this is not this is government mixing church and state in a very very big and scary way. Yes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't. I don't think I'd ever thought about that. Yeah, I mean, you're mixing, because they're letting church their... church and state bleed over, yeah. majorly. Yeah, because because Christians, a lot of Christians used to never care about abortion. Yeah. And they didn't care about LGBTQ issues either. Well, am I might... Uh, Those were uh, well, brought that's up... A, that's a broad statement. You said well, a, lot, you're, a lot of Christians, again, two billion, so that uh, didn't care about abortion. Okay, let's... First of all, Catholics have always been on the forefront right, of the Right, okay, let me clarify. 
Yeah. We're talking about what's going on on the ground in the United States of America. Evangelicalism. Evangelicalism. So I think you need to narrow your words to that. Right. And I think I have. I and have I keep, you keep making me repeat it. Is that hit, because of new listeners? Um, no, no, I don't. Well, like, it, 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 there is always that wonder. So, but here's, like, there, uh, okay, just keep saying what you're going to say on the Christians. Okay, it, so basically. Oh, I know, I know. No, you should keep saying that. Here's why. When I became a Christian at the mm-hmm. age of 26, I really became an evangelical. I had been a Christian before that for 25 years. Yes, you years. were, and someone stole that from you. Yes, I was, a, I was a Catholic, right? That's right. But usually when we were Christians, meaning evangelicals, we would say, uh, oh, uh, so you're no longer a Catholic, so you're a Christian. Like, Catholics get right, pretty upset. Right, they're the elitist you, faith. Like, Catholics get kind of upset when you don't refer to them as Christians. It's like, so, right, So really, when right. we say Christian from our background, we mean... Born again evangelical Christians is really what we're talking about. That's what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so keep That's going. Right. And we apologize on behalf of all evangelicals who will not apologize to yes, you. Yes, yeah. As a former evangelical Christian, let me apologize to all the Catholics out there. Yeah, especially who yes. I deemed as second-class Christians and actually not even Christians at all. Right. Because that's what I was taught. Yeah. And uh, that is a horrible thing to believe. And yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I apologize. I wish I could call my mom and that. apologize on that. So what else was I gonna say? Keep going. You're so doing basically, great. you have. So now Biden. You know Biden's a Democrat. He's not a Republican. Biden has had a really pretty strong relationship with Netanyahu. Like Netanyahu, he never like. He wasn't a big fan of Obama. Oh God! Yes, this is where we're going. The book I'm reading, Whose Land, Whose Promise, he has been on the ground for many years. He's visited Israel and Palestine, the author. Yeah. And what he says is so interesting. When you're on the ground there, you find that, number one, for Christians to side only with Israel is very bizarre because there are so many Christian Palestinians. Yeah. So as a Christian evangelical in the United States, if you were only pro-Israel... You're abandoning what you would normally call your Christian brothers and sisters on the ground in Palestine. Mm. Okay? And you also have Christian Jews living in Israel. You also have groups on the ground in Israel that are pro-Palestine. They want to be friends. They have groups where women from Israel go to meet women from Palestine and they they meet. They want to form relationships. They don't want Israel to bomb uh, Palestine. So when we watch the news and we're seeing, oh my gosh, you know, so-and-so's doing this, so-and-so's doing that. It's like, you're not seeing what happens in the day-to-day life of these people. Yeah. You know, if you have Christians on both sides of the conflict, you should be, you know, love should be, you know, in the midst of all of this, trying to bring all these people together. But politics and religion and claiming rights to land is like overwhelming the conversation. And... Oh, I was going to say something. Oh, I forgot what it was. Um, okay, you go ahead and say what you were going to say because I lost my train of thought. So, well, it's interesting because you said that if you don't, according to this, and there's a theology that we'll get into in a minute mm-hmm. that, that, that is quite novel. Um, and it's a the, uh, it's saying if you don't side, if you don't side with Israel. Now, people will say, what are you oh, talking? Oh, yeah. What go you, ahead. People are probably listening who know the Bible. And it's like, it's clear in the Bible. It's clear. Right. We know that that's another thing I want to get to. It's like, okay, They'll even clear. say you're not a Christian. Yeah, if the Bible's so clear, we wouldn't have whatever 60,000 denominations. But and anyway, it, that's another story. Yeah, and isn't Christianity supposed to be a religion of forgiveness and, evangel- and, and evangelism? Aren't you supposed to be, if you truly believe that you're supposed to be saving the world, yeah. shouldn't you be going as missionaries to Palestine? How many missionaries are there in Palestine, I wonder? 
there must be some because there are Christian but they could have been outposts Christian. there. They could have been Christians from the, from the first century. Yeah, they could have been. There's, There's lot, Christian like Coptic Christians and stuff. Yeah, because Jerusalem. Here's the interesting thing about Jerusalem: it's divided into four sections. You have the Jewish section. Yeah, yeah. that always works. You have works, the you know. Assyrian section. Yeah. You have the Christian section and yeah. the Muslim section. That worked really well in Northern Ireland, where you on one side of the wall you have the Catholics, the other side you have the Protestants. Right. It's all divided. Okay. Like I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Well, you right. I I I know. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I yeah. got it. Like I don't know if he knew. Why knew. it's so yeah divided? And here's the thing: Palestine has nothing to fight with. Right. They don't have anything. They're fighting Israel. Yeah. Who's okay? Palestine is twenty-five miles by seven miles. Yeah. And there are over two million people that live there. Hang on, it's twenty what? It's twenty-five miles by seven miles. Whoa. Okay, and they cannot get out. The borders into Egypt are closed. The border into Israel, the the walls are closed. Mm. They're bordered by the sea. They can only fish three miles out. Who owns There's the water? There's no fish. Who owns the water beyond that? Israel owns the water, the Mediterranean Sea. Oh, so, so was the promised. So we're not just talking about a promised land. We've got a promised ocean too now. A promised ocean. They can't feed their families. The fishermen risk their lives if they go beyond three miles to get fish mm. because they can't get enough food for their families and they get arrested. All right, Bridget. If they go. Let me tell you something. The Hamas is... Let me play, let me play devil's advocate. Hamas is launching rockets, like 3,000, and they're launching them, I've heard, from locations that they know have heavy civilian populations. So and where are these... They're, pop- they're, they're launching the rockets, or maybe not the launching rockets. They're launching them from civilian well, locations? I could be wrong. The Hamas leadership embeds themselves with, uh-huh. with in civilian areas. In Palestine? Yeah. Okay. So, they're... Honey? What, what, hang on, let me... No, no, I'm playing... Could I just you, interject right here? Yeah. If you watch the Gaza documentary... Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they could they could launch them from abandoned buildings... Well, I don't know if it's the launching, but like when, when, when they're going after Hamas targets, they're killing civilians because Hamas is embedded with the civilians. Right? So Israel... But, but, but hang on. But, here, but after you say how jam-packed that location is, how can you not be embedded with civilians when there's two million there's of you? There's over two million in, because this documentary is a couple years old it's, already. It's like sticking someone in a sardine can and saying, don't, exactly. don't, uh, don't use those sardines as shields. I don't know. Well, I mean, here's the deal. That's your only strategic move. Maybe they think the Israeli military will not will not launch back that, yeah. to kill civilians so the israelis are knowing we are we are yeah. knowingly going to kill civilians by retaliating yeah in the same to sending our missile then yeah. to where their missile came from so so basically the israelis are saying we don't really care that you're launching them from civilian places we're just going to respond and if we kill a few hundred of your children, so be it. But, okay, here's what I was going to say. Palestine is not just fighting Israel, but it's Israel backed by the United States. Right. Because Israel gets their arms yeah. from us. Right. And intelligence. Yeah. As well. Right. So you have Palestine, who, you, if you pit Palestine against a superpower, who do you think is going to win? superpower right the superpower is going to win so um and now biden is in a position i was listening to about his foreign policy and how he deals with foreign leaders yeah he's met with netanyahu for years yeah during the obama administration but netanyahu's policies is they want there's the west bank right and then there's the gaza strip yeah well, they just go in whenever they want because this started because of a land dispute, right? Like a tenant dispute. Yeah. Um, and they just gradually destroy Palestinian homes because eventually they just want to drive them all the way out. And they have nowhere to go. Yeah. So let's talk about the other thing I forget to mention, which was Truman and the Zionist movement. The United States feels guilty and the world at large felt guilty because they wanted the Jews to have a place to go. Yeah. They're like, we want you to have a home because you don't have a home. You were dispersed. We persecuted you. Yeah. We did not defend you. There was anti-Semitism in so many countries. 
that now this collective guilt um, caused the like the 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 world, the United Nations, the United States to say no. You can go in and then take this land, even though historically Israel only had control of that land for like seventy five years in the Old Testament. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Under David, Solomon, and interesting, and Saul. Yeah, because they're other, otherwise it. they were occupied by by That's Greece, it. Assyria, Rome. Yeah. The Romans ever known for us. But because God said it was theirs, yeah, they've held on to it, and then because of the Holocaust and everyone feeling so bad, you need to have a home. Yeah, they get to go in and take it. What happened, baby? I'm, I got distracted. I'm sorry. So, so basically. You have the Palestinians, the, the Arab people saying, this was our land, we were here first, but then God said you could have it yeah. and to come in and wipe us out and then fast forward the Holocaust and now we've got to give you a place to live because you need your homeland, but now you're going to go take these people's homeland again. Yeah. So you have two groups of people that want a homeland. Yeah. Why can't we figure this out? Yeah. Why can't both groups of people have their homeland? Why can't one of them or both of them relinquish this idea of this religious mythology? Because they won't see it. About location. We're talking about a location. Where do I build McDonald's? On 1st Street or 2nd Street? Can I still get a cheeseburger? On 1st Street or 2nd Street? You're hitting uh, hitting, going high on those um, Can I still worship God? If I live in this A location, God started this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. This idea of a God, okay, who I was calling a C-U-N-T all week after researching all this. Okay. Which means you're still believing him. That's a good sign. No, I don't. Okay. If he is real, he is a cunty cunt. Okay. That's what he is. See where it goes, podcast. We He's went a cunty there. cunt God. Okay. Because... He started this whole bullshit. Yeah. Who in the world would say what I say right now to someone? I want you to have that land over there. I want you to go wipe out these people to go take it. How do you think that's going to pan out? Look at the history of the United States. How has it worked out for us to come in and wipe out Native Americans? Because we want the land? Yeah. When is that ever a good idea? Yes. This all starts from religious mythology. Right. That so, is destructive at its very core. I don't know why people think the God of the Bible is a good being because he's not. He's a warmonger. The Bible is a war book. I think there's some lightning clouds coming in here. Anyway, I'm finished because I could go on and on. It makes me so angry that there is such a simple solution. Yeah, rewrite the book. Oh, God, this goes great into what you're going to say, Brian. Does it? Okay. Yes, because it's cult mentality. All right. It's a cult. Yeah. Judaism is a cult. Islam is a cult. Christianity is a cult. I think we're going to stop the episode here and do a part two that will come right on the end. Because I feel like I want to, I don't want to call this by the title I gave it. It has a better title. La- the, the title is Isaac and Ishmael, the story of a broken family. Not the story, the, the heartbreak. The favored yeah. and the forgotten. Okay, there you go. You look just like your dad when you said that. Yeah, I don't understand why people don't see this. If you're any kind of human being and you sit down and you think about it in its simplest terms. Yeah. You have people. Fellow human beings, okay, that descend from brothers. Yeah. They are family. Every human wants a place to live. Every human wants to belong. Why can't these, why can't this be solved? Yeah. And it cannot be solved because of religious ideology. Yeah. That is why it cannot be solved. Yeah. All right, we're going to end this. And I'm going to release this episode. We'll end this episode one, or the next episode in this series will come out right. It'll either come right behind this. They'll come or together, we, or I'll release it, uh, or we'll hold one in the hopper for next week. 
or I'll release it tomorrow morning. How many minutes are we? 40, 44. It's not about the time. It's about the container. This. Yeah. We. Yeah. Let's containerize it. Yeah, because you because what we're talking, what Brian's going to talk about next week is the is, religion that drives it. Not yeah, the, a, a, not the religion. There's a, a what I want to talk about next week is um, there was a religious group that started in Dublin in Fitzwilliam Square and met at Power Score in the 1840s. Mm-hmm. And what they the theology they came up with, although it didn't spread much in Ireland because it was a Protestant theology spread in England but has taken on has taken over evangelicalism yes. and evangelicals don't even know it's a novel doctrine they think it's clearly in the bible but no one else had these views before yeah. 1830 the end times view the rapture the left behind the favor israel uh, 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 to the point where hey well mm-hmm. you know there are palestinian kids all 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 of that yeah really began in dublin in 1830 yeah, so it didn't exist words, before that. Biblical literalism began around the same time. Right. Maybe not from the same group, but the idea that that it's plain, it's 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 clear. You just got to read it, which is ironic because if it's so it, when we started thinking, oh, yeah. hang on a sec, when it was plain and clear, we also started multiplying Protestant denominations like rabbits. Right. So if it's so bloody clear, right? Why are we going to well, say? What I was going to say too is the author of this book, whose land, whose power. He also says that, you know, well, he, he's a Christian. Yeah. He agrees that the land belongs to Israel because he believes in the Bible and believes it's literal. Right. But what he also pointed out is that Israel is not occupying the land in the way that God told them to occupy it. Right. Because God told them, he said, okay, I'm giving it to you. You're going to be an, a tenant on the land. But any alien or anyone else that comes in there to live with you, you're supposed to treat them like a citizen. Yeah. And Israel which is, all is the, which not, is all throughout the Old Testament. Israel's not doing that if you're going to take the Bible literally. Yeah. Okay, which I don't. I effing hate the thing. Oh, so, oh really? I never knew that. Like yes, I can't stand it. I think it should be burned and abolished. There's a lot of them, though. You're not going to burn them all. Okay. Uh, and the Quran is equally destructive as well. Careful now. Careful now. Well, any book that teaches hatred... Here's the difference, though. Well, no, there's no difference. Okay. All right. Well, you have, you have problematic... I, I don't want a fatwa on your head, okay? Hold on. Yeah. You have problematic things in the Bible. Yeah. There's some good things in the Bible. Very hard to find, but they're there. Hey, listen. Um, and there's some good things in the Quran, but there's also destructive things in the Quran Oh, there's kill the infidel. Well. I mean, it's pretty clear, right? Okay, so anyway, okay. I'm just playing fair. I'm not a fan of any religious Let me ask you a question. Ideology. What's the difference between ISIS in whenever it was a few years ago and the Israeli tribes from back in Joshua's time? What's the difference? There's no difference. All right. The tribes back then, they went in. They, they thought did the same thing, right? God had told them to wipe these people out, and they and, did. And take this land. They did. All right, I got to pee. So um, we're going to end this. We'll be back next week. I, I am not a fan of war. Yeah, I know. And any time you think a voice is telling you to go wipe out people and kill them, yeah. you need Start to go with get yourself. on some medication. You know? Or if you really feel like you need to go kill someone, start with yourself. I'm not, I mean, I'm not pro-suicide, but if, if it... These, just kill yourself instead. What, what's, what's why do you, why do people why think that's that? okay? To what? Why do people think it's okay yeah. to kill other people? All right, I feel why like do any nation kinda, feel it's okay to launch bombs on people and kill other people? Well, same thing. Oh, so one last thing I want to talk about. Um, I'll open up next week about a little bit about Hamas. I don't know much about. Yes, them. let's talk about Hamas because I did not talk about Hamas today. Did you get through all your? Um, I tried to. I tried to be succinct. You did a good job there. All right, let's end it. We'll be back uh, next week. If Sorry, not guys, for the downer. You, now you can't apologize. You got to put your art out there. Speaking of which, you've not been painting. I've noticed in weeks. Well, I've been gardening, which is very artistic as well. Okay. But I do want to paint. But you got to understand about being an artist. It's not about just painting. You got to rest too. No, I got it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. things, and I look at art every day. Right. And. Um, I think about it as well, but things will like, it's almost like letting your land rest for a while. Oh, like yeah. sometimes you just let like, it. Like in the Bible. 
Yeah, and you let so the that's nutrients. That's a good isn't it? You like that scripture, right? Yeah, you let the nutrients. So you burn it. You wouldn't burn it. You'd burn everything except that scripture, right? Well, okay. Even if you got rid of all okay, the no, religious. Okay, no, go back to the gardening. Which just stayed the gardening. I didn't. You don't want me to you. say that. Well, I mean, I think sometimes you don't like me saying things. No, you've already. I mean, listen, you've already called God a, uh, a name that I'm not even going to repeat. Okay, well, I called him that all week long. I don't think when you I called him that. I think, I, I, I think you're calling people See, who create this. because you believe this... is re- he's real. I do believe God's real. Now, the question is, is the God in the Bible the same God as the well, God? Well, I still God? think yours is a cunty cunt, too. Who's mine? Well, I mean, you might have your imaginary belief system of some kind of being you've created. But anyone that's created a being I, I in their question. mind right now, he's up there sucking on lollipops. While the world is going to hell in a handbasket. What are your thoughts on Jesus? On a scale of 1 to 10, as a, just generally as a good guy. As a good... One being... He could have said a lot more. Well, I mean, he's only 33 years enough. old. How much could he do? He didn't he do enough. Wait, you can only write so fast. He didn't do enough. All right, what, what else should he have said? Any supposed deity that's been on this planet... Yeah. Or has dictated books to people that they've written down... Yeah. Has left out so much information that it is inexcusable. No, okay, I'll give you this much. If you're going to spend forever talking about the details of building an ark... Or if you're going to spend lots of time on... Now, don't eat this kind of fish. And then when you're threading this... If you've got all that room on the scroll... Could you just throw one line in there and says... You shall not own another person ever. Right. But it it doesn't say that. It actually does say slaves submit to your master. Yeah. Can can we just get that out of the way? Well, isn't that enough for people to look at the entire book... And say, why am I wasting my time with this? you got to give me credit for even thinking that thought. Do you give me any credit for thinking that thought? I wouldn't have said that out loud two years ago. Okay, I give you credit for thinking that thought. It doesn't count if I ask for credit. People just think I'm weird because... What people think you're weird? Well, a lot of people. Who? Name five. I'm not going to name people on the podcast. Okay, but can you name them in your head? Yeah, I can name more than five. That think you're weird. Yeah, well, people think like... They just think that I mess... People think I messed up because of my religion that I grew up in. Or because of a version of God I was yeah, no, given. I mean, don't get me wrong. But if I had the right version of God, then I would be okay. No, I mean... Now, I can make up my version. Yeah. But... Listen, you, I just want to... You have to look at reality. What does reality say to you right now, Brian? What does the state of the world say to any of us right now? Does it say there's someone up in the clouds watching yeah. us yeah. who A, cares a lot about what's going on, or B... Doesn't give okay. a shit. I can tell you what the universe is telling me now, or what God's telling me now. To end the podcast. To empty my bladder. All right, go pee. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See you later. See you a bit.